millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The 11 to 1 Show. The communion day, an enjoyable family day out or overly expensive, stressful occasion. More after R.E.M. R.E.M. losing my religion and LMFM's 11 to 1. I'm thinking I am going to donate my daughter's communion dress. But at the back of my mind, I'm wondering, will anyone actually want it? And, you know, it's the time of the year now. We're seeing it, in seeing all the, the dresses in the shops and there's posts on Facebook with little girls holding these wooden chalkboards that read, I said yes to the dress. Have you seen these? They're like, it's like miniature brides, you know. And I like, look, some people might think it's cute, but I really don't. I think, you know, the communion day has kind of become something now to plaster all over social media. I just feel a little bit, unsettled by, you know, the little girl with the placard. I said yes to the dress. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Call me old-fashioned, but I don't. it's not her wedding day, you know? When I was making my communion dress, uh, or when I was making my communion, sorry, the dresses, they, they were passed down, you know, from cousins uh, or, you know, family members, that kind of thing. Now, for me, mine was bought, but because there was a gap between, you know, older cousins and myself, so there was kind of no dress to hand down, let's say. But my dress went to my cousin who would make her communion the very next year after me. And if anything, I would have been thrilled to wear my older cousin's communion dress. I, you know, I would have felt kind of quite cool like her. But I'm wondering, do people still carry on this tradition of passing down the the communion dress among families? I think it's just such a lovely thing to do. But there's seems to be sort of a lot of pressure around communion and around getting new stuff and having this perfect white dress for the child that, let's face it, she's going to wear the dress maybe three times. So once obviously on the communion day, the Sunday after, and then maybe the Monday at school. That's literally the only times that she's going to wear this communion dress, you know. Now some people maybe, I don't know, do they kind of change, do they dye it? Do they use it again? I don't know. But majority of cases it's going to be three times that, that it's that it's worn you know and I would hate to think that there's a family out there that's scrimping and saving and struggling in the difficult times that we're living in to try and buy a communion dress when I have one sitting in the wardrobe it's in one of those dress bags it's in immaculate condition and it's perfect and 
I would happily give that away to somebody. No money would need to be exchanged. And I just think it would prevent this, you know, notion of trying to keep up with the Joneses, particularly online, I feel as well. At the end of the day, the, you know, the child, is the child really going to know any different if the dress is beautiful and, and looks great and she loves it? I mean, isn't that all that matters and it fits well, you know? I mean, is there a little bit of people not wanting to admit that the dress is secondhand or passed down? Is there is there still that sort of, is there a bit of stigma there or a bit of just not wanting to admit that? I don't know. Uh, I did notice that a brilliant school over in Ashburn, they held a fantastic event. Uh, this is a, it was a national school, St. Declan's National School in Ashburn. Over the weekend, they had all of these pre-loved dresses and suits that they collected from kids that had made maybe the communion the year or two before. And they say they had 100 dresses, 80 suits, as well as dozens of pairs of shoes and bags and about 40 veils. And this was the Parents Association who put this on clever, clever parents association. Uh, th- so they had all of these things. They had the unit um, in Ashburn High Street for the use uh, for the day. So it was kind of like a shop experience. And the, the kids f- flocked to it and picked them up. So that's great. That's fantastic to see. And maybe more schools should follow suit. Are more schools doing this? I don't know. But all I'm thinking was, you know, I have this dress in the in the wardrobe, I would hate to think that there's a family struggling to pay for a communion dress. It's sitting there, immaculate. I mean, I could donate it, I suppose, to a charity shop. Um, but I just wonder, would someone actually want it? Would somebody want a donated communion dress? Or is it all about buying new? I don't know. Does this tradition still go on? I mean, it's happening in Ashburn, which is fantastic. I th- fair play to them. They're even thinking that they might do it with Deb's dresses. Again, another scenario that you fork out so much money for, for a dress that's really worn once as well. So they're thinking about doing the Deb's dresses maybe towards the end of the year as well. So fantastic. I have to applaud the National School, St. Eklund's National School in Ashburn who have done this. But um, yeah, just wondering, has anyone actually picked up a donated communion dress. Is that still a thing? Let me know. 86 658 Nothing wrong with donated. Yeah, nothing wrong with donated. Uh, another message. My daughter was the eldest of the cousins. She donated her dress. Three more girls in, in around the 90s, this was, wore it and got wear out of it. That's brilliant. Three more wears out of it. That's fantastic. Uh, there's far too much pressure on parents now for new communion gear. Years ago, everything uh, was handed down. All the communion gear was handed down. Yeah, it was. I think it's something we need to bring back. I really do. I'm all for donating the communion dresses and handing them down to the next. If there is family that's next, you know, in, in, in line or popping into the, the charity shop and having a look and seeing what they have there. That is a great idea. Now, from communion dresses to wedding dresses and a wedding dress that has seen better days, I'm going to say. It's probably the most memorable wedding dress that ever featured in literature. (laughs) And it's coming back to the small screen and Olivia Coleman is going to be wearing it. I'm going to tell you all after these. The 11 to 1 show. 
It's the best introduction to a character in literature, hands down. It's uh, Miss Havisham in Charles Dickens' Great Expectations. You know, you see her in this, you can you see her when you're reading the description, you actually can see her in this, you know, rich, you know, huge wedding dress that is all faded and her hair's all white and she's in her veil and she still even has her flowers. She's the jilted bride on the wedding day. And Miss Havisham is going to be returning to the small screen. Yeah, there's going to be another adaptation of this. I'll tell you all about it after some more music. Here's Dermot Kennedy. Right beside you down at the lake I burn for you, burn for me mm-hmm. So kiss me the way Yellow teeth, white long hair, big bulgy eyes, dressed in a huge faded white wedding dress and veil. Olivia Coleman, the woman can do no wrong. She looks striking as Miss Havisham. It's the first little teaser trailer for the upcoming BBC adaptation of Charles Dickens' classic novel, Great Expectations. Now, this has to be seen, really, but I can give you a little taster of Olivia Coleman in action. Let me see you. What a prize creature we have fished from the river. Oh, she's she's just horrific looking. She's horrific. But uh, this is just a little short teaser of this. And um, I can tell you that the people who got brought us Peaky Blinders are behind this. Writer Stephen Knight uh, has created this. It's a six part series based on Dickens' Tale. And uh, this uh, is going to be, I think it's kind of springtime. They haven't kind of given a direct date just yet, but it's going to be on BBC One and the iPlayer in the spring. So it's also um, executive produced by the team who are behind the 2019 adaptation of Dickens' A Christmas Carol and uh, that's very exciting. So this story, the coming of age story about Pip, an orphan who hopes for a greater lot in his life until a twist of fate introduces him to the mysterious and eccentric Miss Havisham and Estella showing him a dark world of possibilities. So I'm really excited to see this come to the screen. Judging from that little couple of seconds of a trailer, it's going to be magic. I to love you. There's nothing I love more than a declutter getting rid of things out of the house that I no longer need. And Enable Ireland wants us to do just that. They want us to get spring cleaning, decluttering, all for a great cause. I'm going to find out more with Patrice Maloney. She's the manager of Enable Ireland and Draw It Out. We're going to chat to her after these. The 11 to 1 show. With Gilmore.
Do you have clothing you never wear lurking at the back of the wardrobe? Well, don't discard them or leave them there. Donate them instead. Enable Ireland is encouraging us to get spring cleaning to show our once loved items one last act of love and donate them instead of discarding them. Joining me now to tell us more is Patrice Maloney. She's manager of the Drogheda branch of Enable Ireland. Good morning, Patrice. How are you getting on? Good morning. Hi, how are you? I'm great, I'm great. Now, we all have clothes lurking in the back of the wardrobe. They're unworn, they're unloved for months, if not years. Patrice, this is a great excuse to dig them out. Absolutely. Spring is a great time to declutter. So Enable Ireland have launched their Spring Clean Campaign 2023, where we're asking people to go through their homes, room by room, draw by draw, and give unwanted items a second life. And, you know, donating these unwanted clothes, this is huge in terms of protecting the environment and cutting down this idea of fast fashion. Yes, sustainable fashion helps the environment by reducing waste, reusing clothes and recycling what we cannot sell. So last year, Enable Ireland recycled over 1,600 tonnes of donated clothing throughout their charity shops, textile banks and their warehouses. 1600 tons that is huge. some amount that is huge so it, that's yeah. and you know it's really comforting to hear a number like that because it means that people like me who shop in charity shops we are really doing our bit now as oh, well as this as well as this you are uh, you know when you declutter there's nothing I love more than just getting everything out and then it's gone from the house and suddenly my brain and my mind feel better Patrice Absolutely, yeah, it's amazing like when you have a nice tidy environment you feel so much better and you also know that you've good, done a good thing like giving it to charity. Yes, that's the, the double kind of bonus on this. So what sort of things are you looking for then in terms of donations from us? So we're basically looking for donations of clean, good quality clothes, shoes, handbags, linens, homewares, unwanted gifts, books, CDs, anything like that that we can sell that's in good condition. Okay, so even things like CDs, do you know, I have a truckload of them in the attic, yeah. CDs and DVDs, I, I keep holding on to them, but that'd be a great excuse to get uh, them down to you. People still love CDs, okay. records, thing like that, things like that, yeah. Okay, okay. And in terms of, you know, the, the actual donations, right, because I must stress that this is not everybody offload our rubbish to Enable Ireland. You have to be able to sell these items. Like, would you get things that really are not sellable? Unfortunately, yeah, we do. Um, so we always kind of say to people, please, like, don't donate what you wouldn't buy yourself. Yeah. And unfortunately, then during the night, people would leave, leave stuff at the doors, which basically they don't want to pay for their rubbish. So they're leaving it with us. Mm. And then it costs us money, unfortunately, because we have to get rid of it. Yeah, money that will be better served back in the charity. Now, would there be things then that you'd commonly get that, that aren't suitable? I mean, what about things like bedding, that sort of stuff? Yeah, like we don't take electrical items, soiled items, duvets, pillows, mattresses, anything like that, broken furniture, things like that. They just cost us money and we cannot sell them. Okay, so things that we would buy ourselves, absolutely. Now, what about communion dresses? We're talking about communion dresses here this morning and, you know, there's. So I don't know if the trend of passing down down the communion dress in the family is is gone by the wayside at this stage but you know do you do you take communion dresses is there big demand for that there is a big demand we actually have quite a few in stock at the minute and so far this year we've sold up to 15 oh wow okay yeah um, it's amazing because a lot of the children now they just want to wear them for the hour or two and then get into 
their trendy clothes. That's it, yeah. So, yeah, they, so a lot of people will come in looking for them. And at the minute as well, we've brand new wedding dresses, mm. uh, like with the tags still on them. Um, last week we were selling Mother of the Bride outfits, um, bridesmaid dresses, things like that. We always get a lot in stock. That's really encouraging. So this idea of, you know, kind of oh, maybe admitting that your wedding dress or your communion dress is, is donated or is, you know, from a second hand, that's not really around. No, not anymore. Now it's trendy. Second hand now is trendy. Like everybody's doing it now. Where years ago there would have been a stigma about yeah. charity shops. That's gone completely now. I mean, it's fashionable now to shop in a charity shop. Well, that's very encouraging because I have a communion dress sitting there, and my daughter is now seventeen, so she's well out of the communion <laughs> dress, Patrice. So I'm going to get, I'm going to send it into you. So this idea, as you mentioned, that the charity shop is dusty and drab. I mean, that's that's completely gone. Like I've bought stuff that have tags still on them. I've bought stuff that were designer things in charity shops. Yeah, we get a lot of stuff donated with the tags still on it, especially nowadays that people do a lot of online shopping that they don't want to to pay to send them back. So it's just as handy to donate them. So we get a lot of donations, like from the Karen Millen dresses to the mm-hmm. Ralph Lauren coats for men. Every day in the shop as well, we put out 200 new items onto the shop floor. So there's always a huge variety every day. So a lot of customers will come in every day. So they're not looking at the same thing. So we have everything from high street to designer and it changes constantly. That's really good to know that it changes constantly as well. And I have to say the shops are really well laid out. You've got everything clear, you know, you can sort of see a lot of the shops will have things by colour as well, which is really good. Yeah, we have the shops colour blocked and we do them as well by season. So when you come in at the minute it's spring, so you'll be greeted by your spring colours. Each item then obviously has its size on it. Yep. And we like to match a few outfits up around the shop as well. So it gives people an idea of what they're looking for and might give them, you know, ideas for Style the Style inspiration. They, yeah. Yeah. Completely. And, and talk to me about how important the donations are because, you know, we donate your clo- the clothes to you, but you can sell them again, which all then turns profit for Enable Ireland. Absolutely. Enable Ireland provides services to over 13,000 children and adults with disabilities across the country. So without the kindness of the general public donating their items, we'd not be able to stock our shops to make money for these vital services. Okay, so a lot of good, a lot of good in our donations. So how can we actually donate then, Patrice? Just straight into the shop or are there other ways? Oh yeah, you can donate to ourselves. It's 32 Shop Street, Drada. But any Enable Ireland shop opens from half nine to half five and you can bring it directly in the door. Or TK Maxx are our partners, so you can donate into any TK Maxx shop. And for the textile banks, they're located all around the country. And to find the location of them, you'd go on to www.enableireland.ie donation banks. And that will give you a list of their locations. And on the donation banks as well, they have like what items you're looking for and what things you don't want put in there as well. Because I know in the donation banks as well, Patrice, you get a lot of rubbish thrown in there too. Unfortunately, we would get a lot of rubbish. But again, at the same time, people are very kind and give us good stuff too. That's great. And I'm delighted to hear that you've got you've got this amazing circular economy going on with the with the style and all of those donations are going to great, great cause. Patrice, thank you so much for taking time out to have a chat with us this morning.
in. No problem. Thanks a million. Thanks a million. Patrice Maloney there. You can find out more information, enableireland.ie, and then you can forward slash donation banks for more details. Getting a WhatsApp in. Uh, this is brilliant. We are currently listening from the Anvil Irish Bar in Lanzarote. Oh, we're not jealous at all. Please say a big hello to Liam Harney. He's aged five and he's loving the tunes. Hope it's nice and sunny where you are, guys. I'm going to play Tina Turner just for you in Lanzarote. There's a lot of love for a communion dress that was worn first in 1967. This message is coming in from Geraldine, is it? Yeah, 86 658 She says... I wore my sister's communion dress in 1967. My next sister wore it also. I bought a new dress then for my oldest daughter and intended for my youngest daughter to wear it in 1990. But she wanted to wear my dress and she did. It was beautiful and just as white as the day that I wore it. Thanks to the blue paper my mother had kept it in. It's still white and just as beautiful today. Isn't that lovely? From 1967 and then her own daughter wanted to wear it. I'm really loving that and I'm loving that that tradition is kept alive in your house. I'm wondering, do you still have the dress? Is there anyone for the dress this year? I'd love to know. Do get in touch, Geraldine, 86 658 Now, we're going back in time, not to 1967, but 1976, and an iconic film was released in the cinemas. Oh, the 11 to 1 show. It's an iconic film starring Robert De Niro. It's heavily quoted as well. You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? Yes, it is, of course. Taxi driver. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818-77-4455. Pretty terrifying in that film. It has to be said. On 19th, this day, 1976, Taxi Driver, directed by Martin Scorsese, starring Robert De Niro and Jodie Foster. It was released. It also won the Palm d'Or as well. And today is Opera Day today. Uh, the term opera, by the way, in Italian, that means directly translated, it means work. So dust off your windpipes, take a deep breath and get ready to belt out your appreciation for Opera Day. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. So clever how he reworked the lyrics, the cold, cold heart duet with Britney Spears. Brilliant. There's Elton John with Sacrifice still to come. They started the business at the kitchen table in 2008. Now they've broken into the US market. We're going to hear more about the handmade soap company. They're leading the way in terms of sustainability. The 11 to 1 show. A great communion dress story, but this one is 40 years old. I'll tell you all about it after Bonnie Tyler. I've been having a chat in reception with a lovely lady who has popped in to us. She was listening to me talking about communion dresses and she had to pop in with a photograph that I have here in my hand. Now, she is a little shy, so she wants to stay anonymous, which is perfectly fine. But in this picture is her granddaughter, gorgeous looking child, in the most stunning communion dress. Now, this communion dress is 40 years old. 
40 years old, you definitely wouldn't think to look at it. It looks completely brand new. It's still stunning white. And the child is beaming from ear to ear in this photograph. And she got, uh, she made her communion last year in this dress. And the dress uh, was uh, in the family. Um, the, as I say, 40 years old, uh, had been handed down and, um, her grandmother wanted to buy her a new communion dress, but there was this dress that was wanted to be passed down. So the child wore the dress and now next year her sister will be due for communion and they reckon that the sister will want to wear this dress as well. I thank you so much. I have the photograph here in my hands, stunning of the of the child on her own and then a picture of everybody together and it's just gorgeous and it has restored my faith in this tradition which I love that they've decided to pass down so there you go 40 years old this communion dress only worn last year still in great nick love it The Buzz on LMFM keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app Hi I'm Crossy Dermot Kennedy performed on Tonight with Jimmy Fallon this week he sang One Life from his new album Sonder David Schwimmer, singer Jesse Nelson and Olympian Tom Daly are all taking part in this year's great celebrity bake-off. They're among the 20 famous faces who'll be battling it out to be named the star baker for Stand Up To Cancer. Gemma Collins, Paddy McGuinness and Colleen Nolan are also on the lineup. Paul Rudd has spoken about being in the new series of Only Murders. The show will be out later on this year and he praises Selena Gomez. It's the most amazing thing to be and to be in that room. You know, Selena is great and I've worked with Selena and she's a really good friend of mine. I adore her. Martin Short and Steve Martin are Mount Rushmore. And then you pan over and it's Meryl Streep. That's The Buzz. I'm Crossy. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. So looking forward to the next season of Only Murders in the Building. If you haven't seen it, it's on Disney+. Plus. If you like a murder mystery with a good dose of comedy, I highly recommend it. Absolutely brilliant. You can catch more Buzz with Eddie Caffrey a little later on. George Ezra, Green Green Grass to Ireland's greenest company. They're in Slane, the handmade soap company. We're going to be chatting to the co-founder, Donna Quigley, just after these. The 11 to 1 show. In 2008, my next guest and his wife started up what is now one of Ireland's most successful, sustainable businesses from their kitchen table. Having built Ireland's greenest brand and biggest wellness and beauty brand, they have now released their first ever men's range. And with 88% of Irish men admitting they want to care more about sustainable practices and natural ingredients when it comes to grooming, the timing of this release could not be more perfect. I'm delighted to be joined on the line now by Donna Quigley. He's co-founder of The Hand made soap company located in Slane. How are you getting on, Donna? Uh, very well, thanks, Sinead, and thanks very much for having us. Great to have you on the programme. So, take me back to 2008. How did this all come about? And I love that it started at the kitchen table. 
Yeah, thanks, Ray. Yeah, we, it was 2008, 2009, really, the end of... We, we just found ourselves, you know, caught up in that um, whirlpool of, of the Big Bad Recession. We had to come up with something new. And I guess I'd always made stuff with my hands and um, we'd always worked with natural ingredients. And we just stumbled across soap. Myself and my wife, Gemma, at the time, we were... Uh, my family live in Australia. We were visiting them... Um, just a, just in North Queensland, and at a little farmers market there, we came across this soap, and I, I tried it. It was never never high on my radar uh, soap, but it, it just felt really really nice, as opposed to some of the the more commercially produced stuff, which could be very drying. So that just set off a bit of a eureka moment, and um, we just got home and we just started uh, playing around with it in the kitchen in a couple of pots in the kitchen. And we just started making soap and selling it in farmers markets at the very end of 2009, I think around December then. Uh, so th- 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 that that was good, but uh, farmers markets and standing outside in, in Ireland in the <laughs> middle of the winter, we yeah. kind of thought there, was, there, there must be a better way to do this. So we went to our first trade show in the, in the RDS. It's called Showcase, and it's still going strong every year in January. And um, we set up a stall there. It looked like a market stall with eight different types of soap. And on the first day of that trade show, a uh, first customer came up and they had 28 shops um, across Ireland. And they said, yeah, we love what you're doing here. That's great. Um, but we'll need 6,000 bars of these. And at the time, we could only make 60 bars a day in our two pots in the kitchen at home. But we said, yeah, of course, no problem at all. <laughs> and they said, uh, and you'll need to put a barcode on them. And we had these bars of soap wrapped up in bits of wallpaper, literally. Like, yeah. We hadn't a clue what we were doing. And we said, yeah, of course, barcode. And meanwhile, we were asking their neighbours, what's a barcode, what's a barcode? <laughs> so we hadn't a clue, but we got it done, and things kind of just grew from there really so fake it till you make it uh, Donna it seems is, is, the, is the key but you know had either of you worked in business before had you a business background or did you just take a leap of faith it was an absolute leap of faith um, I remember my wife's from Kells and we lived in Kells for, for a number of years and we went to a chamber of commerce ball and this was the business was three or four years old at this stage and kind of well-respected, and um, there were family friends at Gem there, and they came up to Gemma and they said, oh, yeah, it's, it's that time of year, you'll be getting your P&L ready now. And I actually looked at Gem. I didn't know what the words, or the letters P&L stood for, and this was three years into it, yeah. and it was probably another two years before I figured out how to read it, so we, we hadn't a clue. We, we, we just made a lot of mistakes and tried not to repeat them. That's the key, isn't it? And it's learning from those actual mistakes that 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 helps you go forward. So, for people not familiar with, with the handmade soap company, tell us more about what you make. You mentioned the the six different uh, soaps, but you've come a long way since then. Yeah, so it's a range of natural body care and wellness products. So we make hand lotions, hand washes, um, soaps, shower gels, body lotions, body butters. And the home fragrance element of it would be candles, diffusers and pillow mists. Oh, do you know, the candles and the diffusers and the pillow mists. I mean, talk about just like the magic self-care ingredients right there, Donna. I mean, I, I can imagine even that side of things is, is on its own would be booming. Never mind the sort of products as well for, for body products and everything. Like the candles and all that is huge, isn't it? 
Yeah, and the last few years with the pandemic and everything that went on around it, I think we're all um, thinking about treating ourselves a bit yeah. better. So, so there is, so there, it's definitely having a moment. But even the few years before that, there was a definite kind of mind shift move towards wellness and self-care. And, and candles and diffusers definitely tie into that. Oh, they do. They definitely do. And you've moved now into male grooming and this business is booming. This is perfect timing as well. You've just launched a men's range. Yeah, we actually, back in the early days, we had a men's range and it's still our most requested product that we don't make anymore for a number of reasons. It just fell through the cracks over Mm. the years and we just stopped producing it. So we said, okay, if we're going to do this, let's do it right. And for us, every well, sustainable packaging and ultimately reducing our packaging footprint are, are, are kind of strong reasons for our existence. So with the men's range, we, we just thought, how far can we take this? So uh, for a number of years now, all our plastic is made from a thing called PCO, post-consumer recycled plastic. So essentially all our plastic bottles used to be Coca-Cola or water mm. bottles and metal, melted down and then made into our bottles. So with the men's range, it, they're 100% PCO plastic, but we've removed the secondary box. Even though we were using recycled card, we thought, you know, why do we need a box? So yeah. in terms of our packaging credentials, it's probably our most sustainable uh, range today. But the bottles still look beautiful. They've been screen printed with a design we we collaborated on um, uh, in-house over the last few months. And we're just really, really happy with it. Over the last few years, since the first generation of the men's um, products, we've got EcoCert accreditation for all the products. And that's just a benchmark for natural ingredients. And uh, we've also just, at the end of last year, just got B Corp certification. And that that is just a stamp of approval on on pretty much uh, how you run your business from sustainable environmental practices to how you treat your people to to the, the economic responsibility of it. So this men's range carries all those credentials no secondary packaging and the products are pretty good. I, you know, I've tried them. Uh, I, was, I was the guinea pig. Uh, and um, A willing bit guinea pig, I, I would imagine as well, Donna. Yeah, well, <laughs> I can be fairly uh, rough and ready when needs be. So if it works on me, it, it, it should work on, on most people, I think. So before we go circle back to the, to the sustainability part, what's in this range then? So it consists of a shave gel, um, which is a much gentler formulation than the, you know, the traditional um, aerosol shave foams. Mm-hmm. So it, you do have to massage it in your face to take a lather. A shaving brush is ideal for it, but it, it's much softer on the skin and gives a lovely glide when you're using a razor. So that's the shave gel. There's a hair and body wash. Once again, lovely natural formulation, just fragrance with essential oils, no synthetics. Um, oh yeah, and the fragrance brand I've I've been tinkering with for about the last two years. It's gorgeous. It's um, bitter orange, uh, pink pepper, but there's also cardamom, hay, a uh, little bit of geranium, and a little bit of cedarwood in there. So it, it's 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 just really really nice. Uh, we also have a deodorant, a fully natural deodorant in it. We have a beard oil, and we have an aftershave balm, and that's the one I'm kind of really excited about. It's it's a it's a lotion for using after you've had a shave, and it just helps 
to ease out any kind of irritability you might get from using a razor. Well, do you know, there's a lot of men with beards going around, my husband included, Donna, and, uh, you know, you, you might be able to tell me, is there a lot of pre- preening needed now in beard maintenance? Because he certainly takes a long time looking after it, so I can imagine, you know, the beard oil is probably <laughs> one of these things. Is there a lot of maintenance in that sort of stuff? Ah, uh, they can be, you know, and 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 in proper order, like uh, you know, I, I think if you want a beard, you want it to look good. Yeah, uh, the beard oil is lovely. You could almost drink it, which we wouldn't recommend. But there's a load of plant-based <laughs> oils in there: apricot kernel, um, sweet almond oil, uh, organic sunflower oil, and a few other a few other plant and nut extracts and just for lightly fragrance with essential oils. Okay, so it sounds lovely and like you say like so much care, so much thought and everything goes into to the actual scents and everything that goes into the bottle. Now, more businesses thankfully are coming on board and becoming more environmentally aware, becoming more sustainable but is there a myth out there that business owners feel it's too difficult to make the switch to be greener? Yeah, it's a journey you know and, and you think you've got somewhere and then new technology comes on board. So you're never going to fully get to a place where you go, that's job done, then mm. the tools were now sustainable. So it's a, it's, a, it's a mindset, first of all. And then I think for any kind of business, it's, it's, it's working out a bit of an action plan that you can measure yourself against. Like, what am I doing tomorrow that I wasn't doing today that is, uh, you know, either reducing our environmental footprint, being kinder and better to our people, or, 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 you know, being more economically responsible, which allows me to buy better, greener technology or any of the books. So it's it's really setting out a roadmap for yourself in your own business uh, and then just trying to live it as best you can. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the research as well that you've conducted into this, 88% of men want to choose products that are more sustainable and are using more natural ingredients. That's really encouraging news for somebody like yourself. Yeah, uh, the consumer, uh, and we're all consumers, we want to be able to do the best that we can for the environment through our purchases. And sometimes it just isn't available there. And what we try to do is do all the hard work and the thinking for you. We say we have a squeaky clean conscience, Mm. so you don't have to. Uh, And, you know, yes, a business has to make money to stay in business, but for the handmade soap company, it was as much about trying to drive that green packaging technology uh, as anything. And that's what we've tried doing with this. And I think, you know, business and uh, uh, this B Corp certification, a lot of it is about business being a force for good. And I think business can be. It's easy to say business causes a lot of the problems. And, you mm. know, there's a different spectra stuff there with crony, uh, crony capitalism and big corporations and, you know, short-term shareholder returns. You know, particularly around it's stock market and some of the bigger corporations. Yeah, of course. That. But, you know, particularly around small businesses, which is the biggest driver of the economy, there is a lot of really positive stuff we can do. There really is. There really is. And and for this small business, as you say, that has gone from strength to strength, you recently broke into the US market. Yeah, we've been looking at it for a couple of years. Our plans got delayed because nobody could travel there for a few years. And we just launched over there in a meaningful way just over 12 months ago now. And already we've a couple of hundred accounts. You know, we're doing a bit of traveling over and back to, to, to really drive it. We've, um, we've about 40 sales reps on the road over there. Now, they manage a few other lines as well, but, it, but it, that's 40 people going out selling our product. 
um, and it's it's starting to go really well for us. That's fantastic. And, you know, I mean, we, t- we talk about, you know, the start of, of the business and you finding your feet and not feeling like you had a clue as to what you were doing. But what is the secret to success, Donna? Yes, there's hard work, but could a certain amount of your success be attributed to believing in what you're doing? I think that's that's what it is. I mean, any business, you're creating something from nothing. So, you know, it, it's just how, how much of something do you want to create from nothing? And, um, yeah, it, it's all built on belief because yeah. there was nothing there before you started. Um, so, you know, but then, like, we had 65 people working in the factory before Christmas. If you had said that to me 10 years ago, mm. I, I just sort of went, yeah, that's great, but who are you talking about? Because you're not talking about me there. You know, you with your two pots in the kitchen yeah, table. Sometimes things just happen and you go with it. Sometimes you, you force them to happen. Sometimes it's a nice mix of both. Well, I love the story and I wish yourself and Gemma and everyone involved every success going forward. Donna, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for your time, Sinead. We really appreciate it and hopefully talk soon. Talk soon, absolutely. Uh, the Handmade Soap Company. IE, that's where you can find more information. The 11 to 1 show. Flower Hill Furniture Navin are celebrating. She was once the subject of a lot of male fantasies, I'd say, back in her X-Files days. But now she wants to hear about your sexual fantasies. Yeah, actress Gillian Anderson. Now she's calling on women, okay, just women, to send her their stories. She is curating a book about female sexual fantasies. And she was writing in the Guardian newspaper. And she says, you know, as women... We know that our sex is about more than just sex, but so many of us don't talk about it. True, very true. Our deepest, most intimate fears and fantasies remain locked away inside of us until someone comes along with the key. So I think she's the lady with the key. She says, you know, the the role that she plays in um, Sex Education on Netflix, brilliant series. She said it was really freeing. For, for people but she said uh, there's been an expectation since the show became a hit that people will share their sexual problems or fantasies with her but this hasn't happened this hasn't happened hence this book so she's looking for fantasies frustrations explorations the forbidden childhood sounds fetishes guilt and insatiability And her invitation is open to both women and people who identify as women, she says, right? So how do you do this? So it's going to be anonymous. The book is going to be called Dear Gillian. And we need to get these stories sent into her before midnight on February 28th. So she is uh, going to keep everything anonymous, just to reiterate that. Deargillian.com is where you get more information. I'm loving this. I'm loving this idea. And I think she is very right. Women don't talk about sex. We don't talk about pleasure. We don't talk about what we like. We don't talk about what we would, you know, fantasise about. We don't. We don't do it. We, you know, sit back and lie back and think of your country. (laughs) Wasn't that it? (laughs) So I'm all for, I'm all for Gillian Anderson. And dear Gillian, I'd be intrigued I don't know. I might. I might. I might. I might send her one. I might. You never know. And I could end up in this book. Deargillian.com before midnight, February 28th.
Their stereophonics have a nice day on LMFM's 11 to 1. I'll tell you, there's a girl in our D makeup artist in RD who's having a great day. Her name is Kelly Dunnigan. She's been named Freelance Makeup Artist of the Year. And this is all part of the Irish Makeup Awards for 2023. It's the fourth year of it and it's a celebration dedicated to, to those supporting, inspiring and practising the art of makeup in Ireland. So it took place over the weekend in the Crown Plaza in Dublin and there were 16 categories presented on the night and it's one of the most comprehensive events to showcase the industry's innovation expertise and quality national nationally and I'm delighted that somebody in the local area uh, has uh, picked up this award freelance makeup artist of the year Kelly Dunnigan fair play to you I just think you know there is a real skill isn't there to makeup artistry it really is such a, an incredible art form what they can do what they can transform plenty of them have transformed this mug let me tell you into something someone I don't recognise fantastic so well done to you Kelly oh. 11 to 1 show. Want to wish a very happy 80th birthday today to Bridge Farrell, uh, Paddy's Bridge and Dundalk Road in RD. That's coming in with lots of love from Oliver Jr. Hope you're having a great day, Bridge. There's a script break even on LMFM's 11 to 1. It always disappoints me that you can write a lyric really, really flippantly and it can mean so much to so many people, said George Michael about this song. He said he, this song just did nothing for him emotionally, apparently. I don't know, George. Careless Whisper on LMFM's 11 to 1. You'd want to have a heart of stone, not to have any sort of emotional reaction to that. George Michael, careless whisper, finishing out our programme for today. Thank you so much for your company, as always. Have a great day. I'll chat to you tomorrow. The 11 to 1 Show.